Kiana and welcome to Tiger's Talk. A podcast for fierce and passionate women. My name is Tatiana. And hi, my name is Claire. What are we talking about today? Today we're talking about appearances, specifically women and the expectations that we put on ourselves of how we should look and act and speak and behave in the workplace and just in general as members of society as well. Shit, we don't. We don't go easy on ourselves, do we? No, we don't. We, we like to cover the big issues. Oh, Lordy, where do we even begin? I guess we can just sort of start off white simply with how you feel when you get up in the morning and have to get ready for work. What is going through your mind? Okay, so like, if I have time, I will put a face of makeup on. If not... I will just rock it, but I don't feel as good. The main thing is I I think about what I'm going to wear and how I'm going to do my hair. I think about that stuff a lot, like a lot more than than a guy obviously would think about what they're going to look like that day. So I guess it comes down for me to how I want to be perceived at work. I'm quite similar in that respect and I sort of go through phases especially when I've like just started a new job like I want to just look absolutely perfect for that job and I probably overdress a little bit and make sure I have a full face of makeup on and make sure my hair is done and then probably as I get more comfortable in a workplace or I'm kind of not enjoying my job I like just start to slide and just don't brush my hair and don't wear any makeup. But I definitely, when I'm not wearing makeup and when I'm not like dressed to impress, I don't feel as good. And I feel like people look at me differently and don't look at me as professionally when I'm not doled up to the nines kind of thing. And I think that's true because I remember, like, you would you would definitely get comments like if you're not looking, if you've not got makeup on. So people always ask me if I'm like not feeling well if I don't have makeup on. <laughs> so offensive. So okay, I guess it's hard as a feminist. You you realise that there's a huge expectation put on women to look a certain way, and we're definitely judged a lot more on our looks than a guy does. I think that's just a fact. So as a feminist, we know these expectations and we want to fight against them. We know that the fashion and the beauty industries force insecurities on us so that we'll buy more stuff. So we know all this stuff is going on and we know there's a double standard of women having to always look good, but yet we're still susceptible to it. Like I still really care what I look like and always want to look pretty and beautiful even even though I'm marking myself against the standard that's not set by myself. And I think it especially frustrates me when I look at my male colleagues, especially engineers who wear these super ugly engineering pants and they put no effort in at all. Their shirts aren't on and I have so much pressure on me to look good and dress for my role whereas I don't feel any of my male colleagues feel that pressure. That's real interesting, eh, that if people comment on you, on what you're wearing, yeah, you can have that reaction. Or if you comment on what I'm wearing, I'm like, yay. 
exactly. You know, like I would dress and expect a comment from you. But I mean, I guess it depends who it's coming from. Yeah, and you kind of know like the place where it's coming from with different people. But I love how you, there was, there's a guy at, at work that comments on what you wear and you always comment on what he wears. Oh, I just, I freaking find that so hilarious. <laughs> and just how how uncomfortable he gets. Oh, amazing. Yeah, so uncomfortable. Okay, so what's really interesting is in my new job, just never happens. Really? Yeah. Do they comment like saying you look good or anything? No. No comments at no, all? No comments at all. And I love it. So, okay, so every now and then... Like, I was wearing a, a skirt, and someone was like, oh, that's a cute skirt, where did you get it from? But it's it just isn't a thing that even crosses my radar. It's so strange, Claire. Like, I was still dressed, you know, we have to meet clients, so I dress way nicer than I did at our, at our last job. But not really. I don't know, it's just never commented on. And so I just feel so much more comfortable. It's so weird. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah, that is weird. I used to, but I used to love your feedback on what I wore, but now I'm just, it's so weird. I don't know why. I think that not being seen what I'm wearing is not the first thing people notice about me. It's so refreshing. Yeah, absolutely. Probably in your new environment, they're like more concerned about other things than what you as a female look like, whereas I feel a little bit. Like at some workplaces, women are kind of just there for them to look at. Oh, and that was absolutely commented on when I was when we were, I was working at the old job. I was specifically told, "Oh, it's so nice to have some young girls to look at." That's just straight creepy. But it was said as a compliment, so yeah, it's just this weird thing that I think men have in their heads about about what matters to a woman. Yeah, for sure, and I think. I personally probably don't care that much about what I... Well, I say that, but I do. I do care. I secretly care. Um, <laughs> but I want to not care. Um, and I guess, I guess that's the worst thing because... It's a constant battle. <laughs> it is. But in the workplace especially, I'm just like, well, no, I'd like rather you tell me, man, you do a good job or yeah. this or that. Not that I, like, I'm not really a feedback kind of person, so you kind of can't yeah, win with me. But... Yeah. <laughs> I don't want, like, what I look like is the last thing I want you to comment on. So I think that's what I struggle with the most. Mm. I feel like you have to conform. And that's, like, one of the biggest things for me. When I don't look my perceived happy, bubbly self, that's the first thing for everyone to comment mm. on. You're expected to definitely act a certain way, eh? You're expected to be smiley and happy and the peacemaker and... All that stuff. So when you're not, everyone's like, "Oh, she's in a bit. Oh, she's grumpy. Oh, she's being a bitch." You know, like, "Oh, for for Pete's sake, can't I just be a person that has complex feelings and <laughs> has up yeah. days and down days?" I think yeah. everyone sort of expects you to be at, on this like constant level of your happy, smiley, shiny self. And you can't be your heavy, smiley, shiny self the whole time. You do have complex moods. That's such a good way to describe it, Tatiana. But women internalise that as well. I definitely started to realise that I, I judge women on how I perceive them to be. So if a woman's not smiley, not super friendly, then I'm like, oh, I don't think she's very nice. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm trying so hard to train myself out of that because 
you know, it's not about you. I think that's just the expectation that we put on women. You know, that's just the way you conduct yourself. You are that peacemaker role. Mm. You are the person that gets everyone together. You are that motherly figure in everyone's life that is happy and wants you to succeed and is that supporting person. And that supporting person can't be insecure or anxious or crazy. And when that is sort of external, I guess, and open for other people to see, they're kind of confused because that's not the expectation that they've had for women they expect women to be their perfect self because we've been told that that's attractive that sort of happy placid and so if you're not being that white you you know you're not conforming to beauty standards also not just what you look like but how you act there's a beauty standard as well Okay, I want to talk quickly about sex and being sexy. So women are told what is sexy from a very young age. What was sexy to you? What, you know, what's the first image of being sexy? Mine was Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears. Oh my God, I was just about to say Britney Spears. <laughs> so yeah, I was just about to say like long blonde hair, like perfect body flat stomach like in stomach exposed in like a bikini or like really short shorts or you know like quite sexualized yeah and like when we were young we it's not like we thought we were being sexy or any of that but it's just oh these messages are just like enforced and enforced and enforced and i think it's breeding women who don't know how to take pleasure in their own being which is just fueling super insecure women who don't know how to value themselves in bed yeah i i get what you mean because we've sort of seen this bar for so long like you know you look at britney spears and you're just like shit is that body ever going to be attainable is that ever is that body ever going to be my body and that's what men have seen how do i compare to somebody that looks like that how do i feel sexy when i don't think i look sexy compared to that standard that has been set yeah. by the media and just but then if you do look like that and you do act like that you're considered a slut so so i mean what the hell like women are just not we're just not allowed to we're not allowed to think and feel attractive and sexy not allowed at all so many women are like so in control and love the way they look and they're just beaten down for it and you see every day on social media definitely people like trolling to make people feel worse about themselves and i like to think it is getting better with more of a conversation around feminism and like seeing women like serena williams and beyonce and there's not one standard of beauty that we need to adhere to absolutely and there's a lot more sort of role models to look up to as that kind of world has become more diverse i mean we've still got a long way to go but i feel like i feel like that there's some positive but yeah the sexualization of women i just don't think it will ever go away Mm. (laughs) what was that hashtag hashtag free the nipple (laughs) was it 
Yeah, like, oh, it's so freaking annoying. Like, boobs are sexual, but as soon as you want to breastfeed a baby, oh, God, no, uh, inappropriate. Uh! Yeah. <laughs> like, why aren't male nipples sexualized? Exactly. Like, they're exactly the same thing. Yeah, it's, it's so weird, eh? It is so When bizarre. you actually think about it, like, it's so messed up. I think we're breeding women who aren't getting what they need sexually because they're trying to fulfill a standard of sexuality. Yeah, that's a really valid point, I think. And I think a lot of women wouldn't think about that as well. I don't think that conversation is very open. Who determines what is sexy and attractive? It's, you know, white men, right? We're told how to be attractive and sexy to that one group and it's just not it's not helping women to get what they want, I don't think. The other thing that I guess we can talk about a little bit is specific guidelines for how women should dress in the workplace. This one cracks me up because I work for quite a major corporate. And we have this lovely lady who Tatiana and I are both quite good friends with. And she came into work one day and she was wearing a strappy... She, no, sorry. Spaghetti she wasn't wearing strap. a strappy thing. Like, it was like... No, sp- she wasn't even wearing a spaghetti shirt. She was just wearing like a tank top that had her arms exposed. Really? And she's like... She's maybe... Late forties, early fifties. And she's a super fit lady and Not that that matters, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. The AHR lady came and told her that she needed to cover up her shoulders and it was really inappropriate that she had So that's messed up because I definitely wore singlets at that job. Yeah. Absolutely. What? And I feel like it was just because she was over a certain age bracket. And I feel like there might have just been a little bit of animosity as well between the two women, <sighs> the HR woman and the specific lady that we're speaking about, as to why, I don't, I don't know if it's jealousy or what, but you know, oh, like it, it, it makes no sense to me. And after that incident happened, I remember you used to wear like spaghetti straps. <laughs> But like, what is what is the issue? I remember reading an article once about a woman in the UK who, I think she was going for an unfair dismissal because she'd been, no, sorry, it was like a personal grievance, but she was wearing like a turtleneck blouse with like a fitted pencil skirt, mm-hmm. and apparently she was perceived as too distracting <gasps> for her colleagues, oh and like her gosh. boss had specifically said that to her, and so she'd gone for a personal grievance, and good on her, you it's cannot, that is a professional attire. Ridiculous. I mean, so that just, does that not like take you back to school when you're like, uh, maybe maybe not school, but like I was in church when I, during high school and just being told like we weren't allowed to wear t-shirts that had writing on the booth because it drew guys' attention to. Oh wow! Yeah, that we weren't we weren't <laughs> we weren't allowed to wear bikini tops yet. The boys could go around shirtless. Oh yeah. gosh, I remember just like like placing the blame on girls if guys got. If these little Christian boys got turned on, I'm like, this yep. is this is so messed up, man. Oh, it is, and we see so this in the news up. all the time. With yeah, like pretty much every year, we have a recurring school issue. Yeah, where a teacher has told a student that. I think this year the latest one was a student wasn't wearing a bra and the teacher told her that she felt uncomfortable that the girl wasn't wearing a bra. But year after year we always have this length of school skirts issue. You know, like where should the school skirt be? How short is too short? Who are these people to comment and make young girls? Message to these boys. Absolutely. It's making it's them so feel like they up. dictate how women look and feel. And they're pretty much telling them, like, well, if a, if a girl's wearing a certain 
clothing. She's asking for it. Oh, yeah. this just hurts my heart. I think it's really important, like, as a takeaway to not just judge people on their appearance as the bare basic of this and not to draw conclusions about someone mm. from what they look like or fe- feel like people need affirmation, especially for our male listeners. Like, females don't need you to... Unless you're, no, like, we're not doing it for you, flirting but... with them or something. But, like, do you know what I mean? You don't I, don't... I don't need you as my male colleague to be like, oh, wow, you're wearing a skirt today. Unless mm. you're coming from a really genuine place, but so often I don't feel like it's a really genuine place it's coming from. Oh, I um, feel like, to be safe, just don't go there. Unless you're really good friends with them. And, um, honestly, the next time I hear someone say, oh, she should put some clothes on, I'm going to freaking scream. I think this hurts me the most because I just think about the family that I grew up in and like hearing my parents say that to me when I was 18 and going clubbing and just like, oh, are you really wearing that? And hearing my friends' fathers say that to Mm. my friends and, you know, like, why? Why are we telling these young women to cover up? Like, why aren't we teaching our sons to be respectful? Yeah, so, okay, and... isn't that quite hilarious? Because I think the reason why most dads say that is because when they were younger, they <laughs> were a bit gross. Naughty. Well, you know, they're like, yeah. so I know I know what boys think. I'm like, well, why aren't you changing the conversation with the boys then? I feel like we can't win on the subject. You have to come to your own conclusion. But damn, yeah. I love looking good. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, like, do you look good for you or do you look good for someone else? Oh, no, it's definitely for me. I don't know. Have I turn- internalised that message? I don't know. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but, like, also, like, I, I definitely feel like I express a little bit of who I am with what I wear. Yeah. We've got no, we don't have the answers clear and we never said we did. Okay, what is our feminist funny for this week, Tatiana? So, um, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> Beyonce, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler and Serena Williams walk into a bar. It's no joke, they'll just be freaking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> It's just the best combination of women, isn't it? How could we do that? We got on Tigress talk. Oh, oh my god! I wouldn't so, even be so able good. to speak. Neither. <laughs> I feel like I'd just be shaken. <laughs> I just. <laughs> just <pant. laughs> uh, no, I think I. I'd like to think I could pull it together and have like a pretty cool conversation about feminism. Okay, who's your femme inspo this week, Claire? My femme inspo is Serena Williams, who has taken out Wimbledon for 2016, and she now is a holder of 22 Grand Slams. And Serena Williams is just such an inspiration, and I've played a lot of tennis growing up, and I think she just sends the right message to women all over the world that you can be whatever you want to be, you just got to work your ass off. And you've off. just got to work for it. Oh, Yeah, man. she's so inspirational and just every time I follow her on Facebook as well and I just love her posts and I think she's just such a beautiful lady, like, inside and out and just wants the best for everyone and is still smashing it out of the park. I can't even... How old is Serena now? Like, she has been on the tour for so long. Yeah. 
Longer than I and can she's remember. still smashing it. It just blows my mind. And I also love the yeah. sister dynamic as oh, well with her and Venus. Like, that is just so gorgeous. It's so good. They're so supportive. Yeah, so... She's coming to her own. Did you see her in the Beyonce video? Yes, I did. And I love that Beyonce was in the crowd at her... In the grand semifinal as well. <laughs> and her outfit. Sorry, I have to bring this up as well, even after we've just talked about appearances. She and not slays. Judging a woman on her outfit. Her outfits always slay. Like, yeah. and she always is designing, like, a new... Like, because I think she works with Nike a lot to, like, design new tennis outfits. She's everywhere. And, yeah, she always just finds, like, the best thing. And who is your Femme Inspo this week? So my Femme Inspo this week, uh, the Wainui Omata Women's Rugby Club. Um, so they won, their, they won their final on the weekend. My friend Alice is in the team. And I've been following sort of their progress this season. And they've just worked so hard and... Yeah, they pulled it out in the final, and I'm just so impressed. I'm super, super impressed with with them, and it sounds like such a cool club and so supportive and really all about Shine Theory, and, yeah, just the congrats best. to Alice. And you're, <laughs> yeah, she's killing it. So, yay, women's rugby. I'm so stoked. So, okay, oh, that reminds yeah. me. The other day I was listening to Flavor. I don't recommend <laughs> the morning show. <laughs> I never listen to Flavor. I love that you listen to Flavor. Oh, okay. So we don't have a band expander, so it's the only radio session we can get anyway. Um, (laughs) So they were talking, and I don't know how it came up, but he was like, oh, whenever you get a group of more than five women together, cattiness ensues. And I'm just, like, fuming in my car because I'm just like, oh... And then the female presenter was like, oh, no, like, I played women's rugby, I played women's league, and there was none of that. And But sort of laughed it off, and I'm like, yeah, you tell him. Like, yeah. yeah. It just sounds like everything that I've seen from Alice on social media, it just sounds like the most supportive, cool group of ladies that are just killing it and working so hard. So I'm so, so glad that they won their final. So congrats, ladies. Yeah. Oh, and I love women supporting each other. It's so, so good. And I feel like our generation is making such a breakthrough in supporting each other. I like to think so, eh? Oh, my goodness. I'm actually right now going to give us an update on friend targeting. So I think in one of our very first episodes... Tatiana and I like spoke about a new woman coming into our workplace and we were super excited. She's a new female engineer and she's a little bit younger than us, sort of like a graduate age. And so both of us, well, it's now just me since Tatiana has left me, but (laughs) it was sort of like our friend targeting mission to, you know, like get to know this young woman called Holly. And so I'm actually making so much progress, Tatiana. So we actually recently went out on a movie date with one of our workmates' wives as well. We went and saw Me Before You. Did you? Have you seen the sh- Yeah. It's quite like a Nicholas Sparks style movie. So it's not really up my alley. And it's not really hers as well. We went out for a drink after this movie and we had such 
good bonding time. So I feel like my friend targeting has just like hit next level and I'm progressing so, so well. Yay! <laughs> I love hearing this. You can find us all over the interwebs, Tigresses. Go to our website, tigresstalk.com. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, Stitcher and iTunes. Hit us up on the Facebook page. We're on Twitter at Tigresstalk and through email, tigresstalk at gmail.com. So... Hit us up, tell your friends, and thank you so much for listening. This has been another episode of Tigress Talk. Talk.